Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to another installment of the beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 10th of August, 2023? Can you believe it? We're nearly three quarters through the year. It is barreling by so very quickly indeed. Uh, and I'm as excited as I've ever been about anything. I, this is my first podcast since I returned from that long, wonderful two months abroad uh, in Asia, visiting any number of different community members, customers, uh, etc., all around the world in Asia uh, and in Australia. Uh, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But I, I tell you, uh, after enduring one of the, uh, apparently the hottest summer on record in Asia, um, I'm glad to be back in San Francisco when I got here. I uh, I had to do my level head best to stay awake. I drank some coffee and, you know, the day kind of floated by the very first day. That was, I think, yesterday. And then, um, you know, there was fog. Like, it was, it, was, it was cold. You have to wear a jacket when you walk around here. It's great. Um, friend, uh, I'm, I'm, as, I'm as excited about, as, about anything as I've ever been because it just occurred to me, we're nearly two weeks away from... Um, I'm less than two weeks away from Spring One being held in Las Vegas. If you haven't registered, now's your chance, friends. Springone.io. Go. Go, go now. And then when you're done registering, also go to springone.io forward slash history dash of dash spring. You won't be sorry. Friends, I'm excited because Spring One is where we get to talk to you and talk with you and talk you know, uh, uh, learn from you about the latest and the greatest. And I, I tell you, I, I, I've said it before, but I really mean it. I've never been more excited to be a Java developer. This is the most amazing time to be a Java developer. Uh, with Project Loom around the corner coming out next month, Java 21, uh, with GraalVM coming out, uh, you know, the GraalVM compatible release coming out very shortly thereafter, Project Crack on the way. Uh, we've got, and those are all things you can expect to lay hands on this year. You'll see uh, preliminary support for Project Crack, I think, in Spring Framework, probably even in Spring Boot. I don't know. Uh, you'll you'll see certainly Loom support in Spring Boot. Uh, you'll see Gravium support's already been there for a year. I mean, all this stuff is it's just coming together. So now, if you want to build an application that handles tens of thousands or millions of threads uh, at the same time uh, and uh, runs in tens or hundreds of megabytes and not gigabytes. Don't reach for Go. There's no need. Just reach for your friendly neighborhood uh, JVM, right? This is an amazing time. Uh, Java is amazing uh, always, but it's been more amazing than ever of late. And remember, I say that um, I say that uh, you know, cognizant of the fact that it's always been quite good, right? It's always been quite good. Uh, I, I I talk frequently about a blog that looks at the energy efficiencies of various languages, and in that roundup, Java comes in at number five after. Uh, and only after the likes of um, C, C++, Rust, Ada, etc., right? Um, Java's in the top five most efficient languages, far and ahead, far and away ahead of things like uh, Go and uh, C Sharp and uh, Swift, uh, and and that's not even talking about things like Ruby uh, or or Perl or or PHP or whatever, right? It's just so, so prolific, so powerful, much further ahead than JavaScript. I mean, it's just a very efficient language. And with GraalVM, that gets even better. And what that means to you, friends, is, well, first of all, I come at it from one angle, which is not necessarily the same angle as everybody else. One angle that's certainly true is um, it's good for the environment. <laughs> like, you know, we've only got so much of this uh, this pebble to to our ourselves, uh, and we got to take care of it. So that's one thing. Um, but the other, and, and I think, you know, more uh, substantially, 
it, it, it'll reduce your infrastructure spend. It just will. You, if you are using GraalVM, if you're using Project Loom, you can do a lot more with far fewer services. And that's a big deal. And with relatively few code changes, if any, right? In the, in the case of Project Loom, you'll need to upgrade your, uh, your thread pool, basically. Actually, you'll just swap out the pointer to the Java Util concurrent executor that you're using and point it to a new one. That's it. I mean, it's just phenomenal. GraalVM, you know, for a good many cases out of the box, it'll just work. Right, it certainly does for me in my common cases. So I'm really excited. I'm I'm just very excited. Come join the excitement with us at Spring One. It's going to be amazing. And you know who's going to be there? Today's guest, the one, the only, the amazing, the inimitable, uh, Spencer Gibb, Spring Cloud co-founder and project lead, Spencer Gibb. Uh, and uh, in this episode, we talk about the new Spring Cloud uh, gateway. Uh, for, you know, for WebMVC, for Spring MVC, you know, um, as opposed to Spring Cloud Gateway, the long entrenched, well understood, well known, loved uh, offering that we've already got for reactive WebFlux APIs, right? So this is a new thing, same core, same essence, but totally different implementation and, and idioms, uh, because of course, the, the foundational layer is different now. So friends, uh, I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. It was just really good. And by the way, I just adore Spencer. And it's it's not just because he's just a he's a brilliant leader and and uh, you know a genius of uh, among men. Uh, he's just a really nice human being. So uh, enjoy this episode. Have a lot of fun. Uh, and I'll see you next week. And then if not there, I'll see you at uh, Spring One. Hey. We did it. Oh my god. I'm eating. I'm sorry about that. Can you, int- can you introduce yourself uh, and say hi? Hi. And, uh, sure. I'll finish. So, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Spencer Gibb. I am the lead and co-founder of the Spring Cloud Core projects that I started nine years ago with the good Dr. Dave Sire. And uh, no, no uh, official relationship to the Bee Gees. Probably somewhere way back. Because okay. uh, I mean, my my Gib ancestors came from from uh, <clears throat> from Scotland and Northern England, so mm. probably. For those of you who don't nothing know, official yet. Nothing no, official no, that but I found. Even if you're not officially related to them, you're still a, a star in my eyes, my friend. So one um, of them um, has a really son one of them left, right? Like. Named Spencer. But not you. Different Spencer Gibb. He was born to Robin Gibb. And he's only a few years older than me. Um, but he, on the platform formerly known as Twitter, uh, is at Spencer Gibb. Yeah, and I and confuse I, him with you. And I'm at Spencer B. Gibb. I think Mark Heckler at one point wished me happy birthday and tagged him. And he was like, I think you mean the sub that's not my birthday. And we had a nice conversation. He's, he's a nice guy. He's a musician too, but uh, it's 
super nice guy. Yeah, and I, I've done that. I've made that mistake too. And yeah, uh, turns out both Spencer's <laughs> nice people. Um, a little awkward about the fact that we're not great with names. They're your fans, yeah, they're not great with names, faces, Twitter handles, and the like. Um, so I'm really glad you're here. Thanks for joining me. Look, I just for those of you who don't know, I just uh, I I just uh, I don't know what, what like an hour ago I was like, hey Spencer, my dude, uh, let's talk about Gateway. And you would think, given so little notice, that uh, that in this conversation he would be the one less prepared. But somehow, uh, fates have conspired against me, and I actually I find myself in a rather odd situation. Um, I am in i'm in tokyo right so you you know as one does there's like a gold oh look at that a gold's gym wow yeah, I wonder what I, I mean, that was. not it's not an advertisement for gold's gym but wow that guy is like lifting a lot of web sphere clusters look at those muscles that is muscle right there anyway like uh uh so there's yeah i'm in japan as one does and and uh you know it's nice but i was in my hotel when i prompted you i'm like hey let's do a live stream and the goal was to do it from my computer which at that time had like 21% because I've been interleaving power on this USB-C cable. You know, I plug in the uh, laptop uh, or the iPad, depending on what I'm using. And I fell asleep last night with the iPad running. So I forgot to plug in the laptop. So I woke up and it had like 5%. I was like, okay, well, no big deal. I don't have to check out of this hotel, this cheap, wonderful little hotel I was staying in for the last couple of days uh, until noon. And it's only it's only eleven o'clock now. It was uh, ten o'clock when I pinged you. I figured that'd be plenty of time. We'd begin at ten thirty, and life would be fantastic. But um, but anyway, it turns out checkout time at that hotel, unbeknownst to me, is ten o'clock. So by the time you and I had the discussion about getting on this live stream, I was already thirty minutes in arrears. You know, um, so I got a, a a very courteous, very polite, you know, GTFO phone call um, <laughs> literally almost after i talked to you instead of the scheduled the the uh, live stream so i'm talking to you now on my ipad what that means mr mr gibb is uh i won't be able to write any code in today's thing so it's I'm gonna, it'll be incumbent upon you to lead us there if there's anywhere to be led and uh you know we don't have to have code it's fine it's gonna be a podcast eventually nobody will be able to see it um, yeah in the podcast but in the video, on the live stream, maybe people will see it. Maybe people will ask questions. And uh, that works for me. Okay, so we got some nice good mornings. Did you see all those comments from all the nice people in the world? Um, uh, oh, I was, was on everybody wrong, joining us? wrong tab. Yeah, it's a, there are more than one. Where's everybody joining us from? I'm in Tokyo. Uh, Spencer, where are you from? Where are you staying? Where are you, where are you, where are you at right Southeastern now? Michigan. Where I've been for the last seven years. No way. Seven years. Oh man, that is. Uh, this is. It's going by too quick. It's too quick. Officially, the longest continuous single place of employment I've ever had. Oh well, the spring team. You've been on there there for even longer than that, right? You said nine years. Nine years. Um, yeah, yeah. It it. It just goes by so quick. We've talked about this before. I don't, you know, it's a conversation. I'm sure the audience has probably got templatized in their head. You know, Speaker A says, oh, I've been here for so long. Speaker B says, yeah, I can't believe it's been so long. Speaker A says, yeah, a long time. And then Speaker B says, hey, your last name is long. And I'm like, yeah, well, 
there's that. So anyway, um, yeah, nine years. I remember when that happened. And look, it's it's you and I are uh, you, Jurgen, and I uh, are not completely unique, but we stand unto ourselves in that I don't know that many people who have been working for so long on a single thing, right? A single job scope. Uh, right, because even among Dave, the students, they changed. Dave things. moved on to like five things in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even yeah, exactly. And he was on Batch for a good long time. Actually, I, I wonder if he was on Batch as long as you've been on Spring Cloud. Uh, who knows? Question. Maybe, maybe in the distant future. Not today. Not tomorrow. But in the distant, distant future. Maybe your future is just, uh, you know, floating from one amazing thing to another, just like the good Doctor Sai. Who knows? I don't know. But um, but anyway. I'm sure there are others. That can't be right. It can't be just. It can't just be you. I mean, how many people are there? Any people in the Spring Cloud team who are more who have been on the team proper no. longer than you? No, that's no. not going to happen. I mean, when I say team, I mean Spring, just period. Oh, in um, Spring, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm sure Rob no, I mean, has been on security longer. That's true. No, no. I, I didn't mean. I, what I meant was, are there any people on the Spring Cloud team who have been on the Spring? Like, were they assigned to Spring Cloud? So the core you know, team, sometime. no. So that's myself, Ryan, Olga, and Marcin. Marcin's now part-time because he's also micrometer tracing and all that stuff, observability. Yeah. Um, okay. The broader Spring Cloud team, um, you got Glenn. Oh, the whole data flow side, Spring Cloud yeah, stream. Uh, Oleg, yeah. yeah. Oleg has got right. me for... for Total years, right? He he was there, came back, left and came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, it, it's you and I are fairly, fairly. I mean, you know, you're nine years, and uh, I'm now. I just passed thirteen years, and yep, I saw that. That's it's, but we are relatively junior on the team. That's I think what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people in the spring team that are just the. Uh, hang on because uh, they just have it's too much fun you know yeah. i i just had a great metaphor for my experience in the spring team so i was in um bali in indonesia bali is like indonesian hawaii it's amazing right a lot of fun a lot of water sports and so so we're they have this thing called what is it called disco boat i think i i could be wrong okay but basically these lunatics strap you to a whirling boat it's a it's like a top you get in the boat you're strapped like this not even strapped you're just holding on for dear life with your legs and hands tucked under the handles and then the boat drives you around in such a way that the raft that you're on will spin like a like a top and you're on this thing three of you you know my family and myself and you know, my partner kid and myself and it, it was exhilarating as can be Super fun, but of course, you know, I pulled a muscle. That's the expensive part of the experience, you know? Like, there's some enduring, uh, not too pleasant pain for a day or two after, but the memory lingers and it's much more pleasant. That's my, that's how I would describe uh, the spring team. It's, a, it's the disco boat of my life, you know? Um, mostly pleasant, 99.99% pleasant, but every now and then, some random expensive part. Uh, okay, so my friend, uh, look. I, the reason I wanted to talk to you uh, is because 
Well, first of all, we're, I'll see you in the spring one. Yeah, that's in like a minute. Two weeks. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> Two weeks from yesterday, I fly in. Yeah, okay. I'll see you very, very soon indeed. Um, uh, and I can't wait because I've missed you. It's been uh, way too long. But, but also, you know, it's going to be like... Besides being our first in-person thing, our first in-person in, in to do and, uh, since the pandemic, uh, besides that, I, I think it's just never been a really, I, I just, I don't, um, this year, as I've been fond of telling people is, it, it's never been a better time to be a job developer ever. I think we are, I think now people looking at Project Loom, looking at GraalVM and native images, looking at these uh, the, the, the developer uh, tooling uh, in Spring Boot 3.1 around test containers and Docker Compose, looking at the fantastic state of dev tools, uh, just uh, the, the plethora of different um, uh, open source IDEs and free tools and uh, all, just all these things make it so that your Spring Boot 3.1 experience is, is, if you want it to be, it could be night and day compared to even Spring Boot 2.7. They you would not believe they're both using that people are using the same framework. The code looks the same, but everything else about it is so different. The opportunities, the, the speed, the, just the refreshing uh, sort of velocity with which you can move. And, and part of that, of course, is project room. I'm more than stoked about that, you know, and uh, I think, you know, I, I wrote a book on reactive programming. So uh, I, I feel particularly invested in this topic. And, and yet I tell you, loom is, it's really, really exciting. And I see that the spring team, like always, we've got, we're always, you know, 10 steps ahead. Um, so we've got Loom support planned. And I, I, I think people, I talked about, uh, we, we, we talk about, oh, preliminary Loom support. We'll swap out your virtual thread pools for you, you know, 3.2, that's coming in November, right? Um, you can opt in to a virtual thread pool. And, and that seems nice, but that doesn't seem like a huge, deal but i think the real sweep of things is hey we've got the rest client we got the jdbc client and now we've got the spring MVC. we have tomcat okay. we have jetty yeah oh yeah right well, I mean, right like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like yeah yeah oh yeah yeah it was it's been it's been a lot of fun i pushed for i poked aryan for the rest client like can we get this in and because it might not have gone in but uh so at least partially you know for me poking at him helped and i got you know i was watching his dev branches on his you know local repo and stuff like that as it went along and trying things out and, and uh he even made a change a couple changes for me for gateway so so that's so the the client I use is rest client. Right. Yeah, oh that's a great that's and, and now you can do the HTTP service proxy factory with the rest client as well and instead of just the web client. Uh, so it's already being pervasively integrated. So okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is REST client, why should I use it over the web client? What is it? What does any of this have to do with Loom? Am I making leaps uh, into that? I mean, yes. It's you get, you know, a huge portion of the, you know, all the non-blocking benefits of 
the reactive style. You don't get everything of the reactive style, but yeah. you do get you do get sure. a bunch of good things. You, yeah, I mean, in a, in a servlet world, you can break free of the thread per request model, right? That's yeah. that's the you know, if you're in a Spring MVC app, that's the limiting factor is the thread per request model, and you can now get around that with with virtual threads. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah, and and that's. So it suddenly, it, so I, I look at all these requests. We've got, we've had these outstanding, people want a fluid builder style REST client uh, instead of just the REST template, which is a template pattern style fit client. And they've wanted a database client style yep. fluid DSL for JDBC, not just a JDBC template, right? Yep. So we have that. And I think those things seem, it's not just a style of programming now, because now you we don't have to have that Horrible. I mean, I suppose with Java 17, the table still required, but today you, there's no need for a table making the claim that you can use this if you want this in blocking I.O., but you suffer scalability drawbacks, but it's familiar. But it's just, you can have your cake and eat it too. You want scalability and this nice DSL. For, just you know, whatever big portion of the, the community will just get instant benefit from it. Yeah. So. Free. Not. And so. That brings me to my my next question. Why undertake a project to build the gateway, which we which we famously heralded as being a really uh, amazing use of reactive programming, yep. right? Because of streaming use cases and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and we even talked about how that gave us uh, uh, ubiquitous protocol support, like WebSockets was just basically drop in and uh, what you know, etc. Why uh, embark upon a project to build a, a uh, to build MVC? the third the third one? In Spring yeah. Cloud, yeah. <laughs> so, so we go back to to Netflix open source, right? So yeah, in the early days we had Zool, and if you go look at the Zool one branch in GitHub, there's two ways to install it: a servlet or a servlet filter. But basically, there's if you get a list of filters. All the pre-filters iterate, execute. All the requests, like it's just, it's just a, some ifs and you're, for loops. It's very, very simple. You're talking about the Zool filter interface, uh, or base class, yeah. not, yeah. not yeah. even yeah. the interface, the base class. Like the, the framework of Zool was like this, just this very, very basic class. And uh, so, for, for so all the filters know. we wrote, so the, the thing that was, Spring Cloud Netflix Zool, yeah. all those things we wrote so that it actually did something. So can I? Zool had the worst interface I've ever. It was <laughs> return it, it null. Return null for no reason. It is it's public object. What is it? Execute or something like that? Run? I don't know. It's just this one template method. There's no parameters. So if you want to get the context, you have to use a static accessor method. Yeah. Static, like static everywhere. Method. Yeah. Yeah. Statics everywhere. It's just public object execute, and nobody knows what the object is for. No, as far it, as I've seen, every used. instance of the filter not. is just returning null. Yeah. It's a terrible, it terrible design. Yeah. And, and there's no concession to, oh, I want to execute before the proxy, and then after, the, it's just sort of figured out, you know? Um, I never liked that API. So when Spring yeah, there was, came along. If yeah. pre, that was a pre-filter. Yeah. If post, yeah. that was a post filter, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, and then there was there was a request filter, I think, as well. So yeah, cool. So yep. Uh, 
And then, you, as you say, we had no interesting out-of-the-box filters. I mean, I understand why. We talked about this. Netflix, uh, they, well, they couldn't very well open source and proprietary, like load balancing and rate limiting and all that stuff. That makes sense. I get it. Um, and uh, they still did us a favor. It still it, it changed the world and taught us what we needed to have. But... Yep. And then when... So Spring Boot 2, Spring Framework 5... 2017 so, September. Yeah, the team was building what is now known as WebFlux. It wasn't even known as that when I first started looking at it. Right. Um, and I went to uh, Defrag Con in Boulder, Colorado, as an attendee, oh. not not as a speaker. The last one I, I attended. That's a the great last show. One. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I got to sit and watch and think. Netflix had open sourced a snapshot of Zool 2. So I had okay. access to the code and was looking at it and was like, oh man, this is going to suck too. Like, I'm going to have to adapt this. I'm going to have to adapt, you know, XYZ, PDQ, all these things. I'm going to have to adapt to fit. Yeah. Even worse than Zool 1 because they were doing everything on top of. Uh, RX Netty. Oh. <laughs> um, so close, yeah. so far. Yeah. So, so I was like, I bet. I wonder. I took what you know, snapshots of framework, and threw together a proof of concept, basically a, a single filter, you know, a, a predicate, a filter, making a request. And right. I was like, okay. It works. I can do this. So I wrote, I think, a page and a half or something, sent it to, to Dave, Brian, so maybe you? I can't remember. Yeah, I think we... There were a handful of people, and I was like, I don't think we should wait for Zool 2. I think we should build our own. We can do lots of things better. And they were, they were like, yeah. And I was like, really? That's it? Okay. <laughs> So obviously some some things. It was Webflux, right? So Zool, Servlet, MVC, Gateway, Webflux, and not uh, only. Wait, no. So there's what you just described is actually two different things, even though it sounds like five. There's one thing which is Zool, which is based on the Servlet API, yes. API, and then there's another thing which is Gateway, which is based Spring on Cloud Gateway, Webflux, Webflux, and Reactor. Okay. Yep. And so. I mean, lots of cool things. There's a whole commercial product, two commercial products built around it, right? It's it's popular. It pops up all the time, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know it was used there kind of thing. Um, the, the, the Tinder, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, that, that was the, the big one recently, yeah. Huge. That's great. You know, I mean, and, and for everyone that publishes a blog, there's 10 that don't, you know? Right, but, uh, right. Still using it in ways. I do every one of my demos. It's just such a satisfying, like, eye-opening moment to realize, oh, you can do that, but like one little bean definition and I have a proxy app. And so I remember um, I flew to San Francisco to sit next to Ben Hale and uh, uh, Stefan Maldini, and we sat for days to figure out some of the more complicated things, right? And yeah. anyway, so, so it was a, it's a whole thing. So we, so early on in Gateway, I recognized there's a 
we've lost some of the the users because they're for whatever reason have to use Spring MVC. Yeah. So so I wrote issue thirty six in Spring Cloud Gateway, a servlet version. Yeah. And for years it was just there. And then of course, you mentioned this. We're now back to in person. We were supposed to be in person in San Francisco, December, but we had our, our nice our team still flew to San Francisco and had our team meeting. And yep. uh, uh, when we I looked at issue 36, and it had more upvotes than any other Spring Cloud issue I have ever seen. <laughs> and we had yeah. done things for far fewer upvotes than than that. Um, oh yeah. Obviously not a, a, a small undertaking. So then the other thing is, is we have we have Loom that has been in preview for um, a couple of of versions of the of Java, right? Nineteen and twenty. Right. And it wasn't so. I I think we went okay. If we can do this, let's you know. Let's put this on our roadmap. You know, let's make it a priority. And I think it was maybe just a month or two later that the they said, "Okay, virtual threads, Java 21 out of preview." So we all kind of went, "Oh, so this really makes a lot of sense now, right?" Because that's yes, so yes, that's the the, the limiting minute, factor of MVC is now gone. The this is one of those things where Spring has a great idea, and it just seems like the JDK wants. It's like the JDK sometimes gives Spring a pat in the back, right? Uh, so <laughs> the other time, I the other example of that was the um the all those callback interfaces in Spring, often using template objects, suddenly being compatible with Lambdas, single yeah, right. methods. Just you know, by, yeah, yeah. it's just it's like we didn't design this ten years prior uh, with that in mind. But it but happened to work, you. yeah. You know, it just works really well, you know? So I was Sorry, like, no, no. So now it's like, okay, well, this is this is feature one, right? Like, this is the Spring Cloud feature that we've, we're going we're gonna to announce. Obviously, it you know, was an open issue. It got put on our backlog. <laughs> I started building it. Um, and one of the things that I, that we'll, I talk about in my talk so web so spring cloud gateway um was built using the plumbing that spring framework and spring boot gave me right so gateway is essentially a sibling to like at controller right does that make sense yeah so it has its own handler mapping and plugs in and it has its own filter chain. It doesn't, it, it patterned off of things there, but it's it's just a sibling. It, sit, it sits next to those things. So it uses the plumbing. And of course that means there's a lot in Spring Cloud Gateway for maintainers that's, there's a lot going on. Um, it was also built, um, config first that right yeah then, i remember i 
you helped me with the DSL, yeah. You, but that that was a secondary yeah. feature that came later. So yeah. some of my goals were to flip that script. I wanted to be DSL first and make it, if possible, to be somewhat compatible with the the same gateway style uh, configuration. So. Um, Aryan on the Spring Framework team, yeah, has he created? So when they did Webflux, they did a uh, functional version, not just the annotation version of Webflux, right? They had Webflux.fn. Shortly after, they did a, a MBC.fn as well. This is and um, this is the Sinatra or Spark Java or right. Scalatra or ExpressJS style, you register a callback with some predicates that match the incoming request. And yep. it, supported, it, started, it was supported first in Reactive and now also in Spring MVC server style application. Yeah, so I mean, literally the function is takes a server request, returns a server response, right? That's right. The, Easy. about as simple as you can get. Yep, um, and their function. Because yeah, with the with the annotation version, you know, there's all sorts of optional parameters that you can throw in, optional things, you know, you can return all sorts of different stuff, and so it's it's much more flexible that way. So anyway, I was like, I want to see if I can reuse that. So where Webflux Gateway uses the plumbing. The MBC gateway uses the uh, porcelain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if that makes sense, right? So I'm using yeah. a different layer of Spring Framework in in Webflux gateway. It's lower level, and here I'm reusing, I'm building it on top of MVC.fn. Wow. So the predicates, get, path, header, those work as is you can use them in the dsl for gateway um wow. yeah so then i was like okay well that's there's a good start there i already have those things i already know what they look like so now i need i need to a handler function right this is in that sinatra style this is where you do your work you build the response and send it back well my work yeah. is make another HTTP request somewhere else. <laughs> um, so one of the other things that I wanted to be, one of my goals for this was to be um, more explicit so that there's a little less, I, I guess you call it magic, right? There's a little more, uh, with Gateway there's, all sorts of global filters that do little things based on either you know the scheme of the URI or attributes in the requests, things like that, that they kind of hop in and do their little job and, and you go on your way. Well, with, with this, I wanted to, to be more explicit and not have that issue. So when you're building a, a request, a route in the MVC style, there's actually, we have, if you're familiar, so in mbc.fn as well as webplex.fn, there are some classes that have some static methods that you can import to b start building your 
the, the Java DSL. And so I have in I in the new MVC gateway there are some additional uh, classes that have similar methods that you can import. So oh, one wow. of them one of them is HTTP is a method. It's a handler function. So you make your MVC.fn router function, and the handler method right. is gateway HTTP method. And it's got, oh, cool. and it's got, uh, it already has the notion of filters. Okay. So I didn't have to is rebuild it? that. I noticed that you tease them out into like pre and post as opposed to just the one web MVC filter or the. Yeah. So, the so there's filter is the general version, right? But even yeah. in, even in the, the MVC.fn DSL, there is a dot before and a dot after yeah. method. And so those take slightly different signatures that force you, like for before you, it's a function that takes a request, returns a request. You don't have access to the response because it's before, but then you yeah. can adapt it. So there's also a, a another place where I adapt all those so that if you want, you can use the filters uh, signature as well as before yeah. and after. So you can use it either either place. Now there are filters that are wrap, wrapping filters. They are filters. They're, they can't be a before, yeah. they can't be a, a post because they do both. So, right. um, now this is not a regular Javix or Jakarta servlet filter, right? This is a new filter interface yes. to Spring. Okay. Yes. Yep. It's part of the the springmbc.fn API, yep. right? So, um, so I started to build things, and predicates are fairly easy, right? Basically, you match things, and I like I said, I didn't have to build a lot of them because all the basic ones were already there, right? Right. So the, I think the first kind of more complex one I did was host. Um, oh, right. Which, yeah. Like when I was doing it, it's like, why doesn't this work? Well, it turns out, you know, URL connection, which is the default uh, HTTP client for REST template, <laughs> oh no, doesn't support by default sending the host header. And so, anyway, yeah. So right now, the new gateway uses um, REST client as right. the HTTP client and the JDK HTTP client as the implementation that REST client uses. So no URL connection anywhere in the stack? Right. By default, this, so you this, can change it, right. and it allows you to change it, but uh, yeah. So, so we're saying that this project is definitely a Spring Boot 3.2 project, right? Like yes. you're not, this is not gonna work on 2.7. Nope. And nope. You, could, you could use it with Java 17, but, but you know, you really, you're missing right. out if you're not using Loop it, it, in Java 21. Coming out next month, by the way, like like a month, people. Get yeah. your, set your watches. It's actually built Java 21. With Java 17. Yeah. Because there's nothing specific to Java 17. That boot stuff and framework stuff has some Java 21 specific things, but there's nothing right. requiring it. So you no, can certainly use it with Java 17, but you'd obviously lose. Um, and so. So yeah, it was interesting. Like when I went, 
So I, I had a big checklist of things that I wanted to make sure I did, right? And I was kind of doing them in kind of priority order. And I got to the point, I was like, I need to make sure post works, <laughs> right? That's important, post, yeah. I don't know. Anyone post, anyone? Um, yeah. So I was like, I wrote a test and of course it, it, it didn't work. And I was like, oh, what am I missing? I wasn't actually, <laughs> everything up until then had been a get, so there's no bodies. But I wasn't actually copying the body anywhere. I was like, oh no, what is, you know, it was single line of code. Oh no. Yes. Now, if you've, if you've, was it just you've probably gone utils? and looked in, in, yeah, yeah, I use one of Spring Frameworks stream utils dot copy. Right. Yeah. That's in an input stream and an output stream. And the same thing on the body on the back end, same thing, single line. Right. So, so then I was like, okay, this makes me excited because then I was like, as I got to the to filters, right, where right. it's a little more like, okay, like, uh, what did I do first? I can't remember which one. Anyway, but things like retry or circuit breaker or load balancing, like, right. they were all pretty easy, like, not very long, easier than the, you know, simpler easier is another wrong word simpler than the the reactive version because i don't have to deal with with the the reactive chain right and so things were a little more straightforward to code um for so all those think, things and to get them to work so did you get through the, i mean well first of all you you benefit from having done it once before right you, and i had it. i already had a filter i could go look at and yeah basically copy yeah. over copy its tests over so yeah so this is my third time building an api gate <laughs> Who can say that? No, not, not sane people. Regular people no, don't say that. This, no. this is why we keep you on the Rolodex, as you've done it. Um, you're a sick man, but I appreciate you. Like, I, I just, I want to use this. So is this going to be, like, um, in a milestone or a snapshot? Or, I mean, I suppose it's already in snapshots. It? It's in snapshots. You know. been in snapshots for, since May. And I think, is it? We so Spring Boot just did their first milestone like a couple of weeks ago, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Their, their M1, it's like Spring Framework is on M2, right? I think. Yeah, and, I don't know if it's come out yet, but I, I know a certain name. M1 well, no, whatever whatever Boot <laughs> used. So I'm pretty sure it was M2. Um, and our M1 is this week. So. So I'll be releasing, we'll be releasing this as a milestone this week. Oh, so that means Before I could one. use this. That means <laughs> I could use this as a part of my demo. Because, uh, you know, you know, I do this demo. Every time I do the demo, it's a yeah. Loom-friendly servlet stuff in the first half. Uh, and then I switch over to the reactive gateway stuff and declarative uh, HTTP clients and uh, GraphQL. And, and there, you know, it's... It's nice. Uh, the only time I really need the reactive stuff is when I um, use GraphQL and I want to do something concurrently. But I think I could probably get the same effect for that one little section of the demo just by using. Um... <sighs> Actually, no, I couldn't. I would need the reactive types there. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, I could switch that part of them. Everything else, the reactive stuff I use for GraphQL for the gateway, it's just sort of presumed you need it there. And for the declarative interface clients, you can now use the REST client, which is not reactive as a web client adapter, you know? Yep. So 
it's just looking really good. Like, yep. I can go. F- I I could unironically and uh, without any shame go full uh, servlet in my demo suit, <laughs> uh, and still claim to have, to be getting, you know, uh, acceptable scale. So that, that's a rare thing. It's been twenty two years in the making, but this happened. Ah. <laughs> uh, so okay, spring one. You're gonna be there. Uh, yep. You're the you're, you've got the you're sporting the gray beard these days. Uh, that's how people can find you. You're the uh, <laughs> you're the young man with the. the so my beard. my talk is day one, slot one, right after the keynote. Yeah. Oh, so that I know where I'm going. And then, oh. and then and uh, then. I was just literally looking at the schedule because I found a map, and so I was like, "I want to see where people are. Where? Where do I go?" Yeah. Um, and then we also have to meet the experts. Oh yeah. For the Spring Cloud team, um, let's see. They're Tuesday and Wednesday, I believe. And then I signed up for. Spring F- expert at the booth somewhere Monday. Oh, well, you're gonna so. be at the booth? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna come and ask questions. I have so many. <laughs> that's gonna be great. Uh, that's uh, friends. I've been look right now. We we managed to get Spencer Gibb, not related to the Bee Gees, on the show. <laughs> like, and he's answering our questions, uh, and he's doing it again at Spring One. Uh, that's that's why you go to Spring One is you get you know, face to face time with uh, with a uh, with a legend, you know, amazing. Most of my team will be there. Wow. Ryan and Olga, and then from the broader Spring Cloud, Glenn will be there. Oleg will be there. Uh, I cannot think of two more different people. Sobe will be there. Yeah. Uh, I love both Oleg and Glenn, but <laughs> they find are me two. Yeah, find different me... people. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm happy that that I get to meet with them both regularly. Yep. So. Me too. Oh man, that's so good. Spring one. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see you. Uh, it's been forever. Um, people can come see your talk. Yours is going to be the very first one after the keynote. Uh, so I'll, you know that's that's where I would go. Um. Spring Cloud. I mean, I, I, I suppose there's, you know, just uh, what's what's happening with the um, like Spring Cloud Open Fame and uh, the Spring Cloud Square Retrofit. Uh, you know, as you know, I care about the uh, declarative client world. So, so put Open Fame in the same bucket as REST template. Supported, but not. Required. Yep. Okay. Yep. So anything new will go into into the interface clients in framework and boot. Okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Are there uh, asymmetries? Are there things for which uh, uh, OpenFane is still uniquely useful? Uh, yeah, there are a lot more a lot more edge cases. Definitely. Right. Like there are lots of little 
little things that people will find that probably won't be uh, identical uh, going forward. So that that was another thing. So going back to Gateway, like I non-goal to be like compatible with Webflux Gateway. Right. So obviously the API is not. I literally tried to implement server web exchange <laughs> and it's like you basically have to like implement the whole thing like there's no you can't build a layer over it you have to build webflux again <laughs> oh, no. so it's like no not gonna happen um but i did get configuration compatibility and refresh so you can add so one of the things i added is uh there's a little quirk with Spring Boot external configuration. If you have a list right. from, you have the same list in multiple configuration pro sources, configuration sources, right. property sources, you can't combine the lists, right? But you can with a map. Wait, say that again? You've got configuration sources. So if you have a list, you have a configuration property that is a list. For example, the gateway routes property is a list, right? Okay. Oh, so, so Spring Boot configuration properties, at no act constructor binding. You've got a record. One of the properties is a list of T. Okay. Yes. Given multiple okay. property sources, you can't combine that list from multiple property sources. Ah, but if you have multiple T's in a map, you can. So you can say you can this combine record. a map. And so that's one of the things people have been asking. And so, so one of the things I added in, in this was the ability to use both a map and a list. And so yeah. you can use that. So I, I did get configuration file that looks very, very similar, um, works pretty similar. You can refresh and add routes and all that stuff via config. So if you're using config server or console or whatever, you can automatically nice. load routes from the config file. So. That was kind of fun. That was probably the hardest thing I did was getting the config file working because <laughs> that's the DSL. Well, in 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 Webflux, right? Everything is a bean to begin with. You have all these factories, predicate factories, filter factories, and those are all right. beans already. So I could just look things up in the context and do things, which was kind of where you know, it's a little more complex. Well, with with this, I have static methods on a class. Yes. So how do I do that? Well, everything eventually becomes a bean. Right. And so I have some, I think I have a bean definition post processor in there somewhere and a bean post processor in there. So bean, after, okay. yeah. So you, so that's, you find that's the how beans I do it. before they're put into service. Yep. And then what? That's how the configuration file is loaded and I create bean definitions. I create programmatically a router function from the DSL. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. So that's so wait, if you're using I thought you couldn't read the bean state at the bean definition. I create level. I create a bean. I don't do anything with other beans. Others. I just create one. 
but you're able to read the existing state of the objects that are created by the DSL for gateway? No, so, no, because the way router functions work, it just gets a list of them. Every router yeah. function that's in the context just is there. So I just have to create another router function. I don't care. So, right. The ones from the DSL come, you can create N of them, right? Not just one. Yeah. Like, They're all, yeah, whether it's from the, the functional yes. MVC model or from the gateway or from controllers, yes. it's all the same. Okay. In fact, it takes them all and it reduces them to a single router function beam or a single router right, function, not a router function beam. The, right. the handler actually only has one router function. <laughs> Which does a big, massive strategy pattern lookup for right predicate. Well, oh, so that's that's a new thing that you can do in this is nested routes, because that's part of the the DSL. You can do that in, in reactive in the in classic gateway. Not, no. So the 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 routes are flat if you're doing them by path. So this actually oh, okay. will short circuit the the request predicate lookup. So if you have yeah. something that's slash foo, you can say slash foo and then nest all your other predicates, all your other routes under that. And so if you have large number of routes that have common paths, you can nest them. So cool. This the, is so just, the, uh, cool stuff for free. Yeah, the rate limiter is not yeah. the Stripe Redis Lua. It is bucket for J. Uh, Redis, okay, so bucket for J. I thought you were using that. Are you using a bucket algorithm? But you were you, you weren't using token bucket. For J. Yeah, yeah. Token bucket algorithm. Okay. Yeah, that was implemented by Stripe via Lua Lua script in Redis. Yeah. Yeah, and so now bucket for J. again. Bucket for J has a bunch of different distributed mechanisms, and so it's not like I just. Let bucket for J handle all that, and it's way simpler. And so, so, can I use other things besides Redis for? Uh, oh yeah. So options? there's. Let's see, what you can use bucket for J. I mean, I like Redis. It's cheap enough to deploy, but. So like, like the stack, commercial team, stack. the commercial team I think uses Hazelcast. Yeah. So there are, let's see, we can use uh, anything that is Jcache compatible. So Hazelcache, Apache Ignite, Infinite Span, Oracle Coherence, uh, obviously Redis with three different clients, MySQL, PostgreSQL, DynamoDB. You can also do um, just caffeine, you know, for yeah. local cash. Uh, caffeine is amazing. It, yep. In fact, that's what I use in my tests is, is caffeine. Yeah. Super nice. Um, yep. So super nice that you, I don't have to, like, someone else can, can handle all those, which is nice. Okay. Spring, spring so, retry for retry. Oh, yeah. Well, because again, you're not, you don't have to deal with reactive. So much of the old stack just works again. Yep. That's nice. Um, okay, so I'll, I think I can answer half of this question. The question is, 
what are the pros and cons? Why would I use uh, this new gateway? And I can, and I, I will start the ball rolling. I can say, if you're starting a brand new project, it makes sense to, and you're on the server stack and you're not planning on going back to, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, if you're, if you're already on mostly server stack, but you want to homogenize your infrastructure and you plan on being on Loom, this makes a lot of sense. Um, Did I lose you? So am I still here and Josh is not? <laughs> um, so he was basically writing my slides for my talk. Um, yeah, if you're sir, low, here he comes back. Hello. You're back. All right. Oh, did I mention I'm in a Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so in Tokyo. See that guy? Uh, that guy's got all the Webster clusters. So um, I started. I started to say you're writing my slides. Yeah, well, I already have. So what did I miss? I mean, are there any extra uh, pros, and then are there any cons? Why wouldn't I use uh, this new tangled uh, bit of awesomeness? Um, yeah. So, so basically, there's a support thing, right? If you're a lot of people are enterprise mvc enterprise tomcat right like right. so they're they're that way there's embedded use case that this brings back right we used to be able to embed zool in an mvc app and have like an embedded gateway that eliminated cores problems and all that that jazz right. um just the simplicity if you want to write filters and predicates that aren't standard but you know, you want to write them, it's, it's much simpler to do, <laughs> right. you know, like, so still reading the body makes a, a memory limit, right? You're now memory constrained, but man, was it way easier to do than gateway. <laughs> oh, because it's and not streaming anymore. Well, even then, but it's just dealing with a flux of data buffer as opposed to an input stream or output stream. Right. Right. Is there so much I mean, there. No, I mean, I'm saying your, your memory constrained in yes. that input stream is yes. finite, whereas web fluxes can be infinite. Yep. Um, so one of my goals is, or non-goals is performance parity, right? I haven't done any comparisons at all. But that's like I, I'm not. I don't want to like at least initially say, "Hey, this is going to be as performant as the Webflux version." Is. Right. Right. Well, I, it's. It, I don't know. So for me, I'm. Uh, 
it's not so much about how many requests I can handle per second. Sorry, it's not so many so much about how many um, how long it takes to complete a request as how long how many requests I can handle per second. That's what I care right. about. There's a ladder, you know, and the scalability. I mean, for the most part, that's a function of the underlying container, right? Mm -hmm. Reactor Netty versus yeah, Tomcat on Loom, right? So right. That's, yeah, so I, I don't. I'm not going to start there. I'm sure it'll happen and we'll get comparisons and things, but uh, yeah. Does this work with, uh, is it just Tomcat or does it work with Jetty or Undertow or what's our story? So I believe I read somewhere that as of the last time I read the two uh, containers that support virtual threads are Tomcat and Jetty. Nice. So. Cool. And it's a single property. It's, it's opt-in. You have to set a property. Yep. But once you do, that's that's it. So. I love it. It's amazing. I, I the Spring Boot 3.2 is coming out in November. People can get the bits. They are. We encourage them. This is a, in my estimation, in the way that 3.0 set the stage for a whole new generation of Spring, uh, and and and, uh, and arguably the most important release of Spring in its 20 odd plus year history. Um, I think Java 21 is Java's most important single release and people might quibble with that they might say java 5 is generics java 8 with lambdas but I, those were many, those are language those were language features exactly it, and we've had from, you know now we get language features every six months right so yeah but, this is a huge runtime shift huge and it's free shift. huge you just upgrade and and so i keep thinking about what, the day i get to use project loom in a GraalVM native image I mean, why would I use Go? Seriously, what is the attraction at that point? You know, I, I Go is a nice language. The reason it's nice is because you have Go routines and you have a unified approach to non-blocking I/O, so that you don't have the colored functions problem. And you have these nice small statically linked binaries, which we now have. I, I just don't. I mean, there's, and then it's going to get better. Obviously, the, the Project Panama and the Vector JEP and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is like, yeah, you know, and that. I don't know if we'll ever get to a point where Java is the premier destination for machine learning and AI and all that. Certainly not at this cadence, but like these APIs do promise uh, some incredible performance for low level bit twinning kind of stuff as well, you know? Yep. Um, yep. You could probably, we could implement like a NumPy, you know, NumSpring, <laughs> no, SpringNum, I don't know, whatever. Um, we're not doing it, by the way. Don't anybody get any ideas, I'm just saying. With those APIs, amazing things are possible you know those are those are years away so just just i'm just dreaming okay um all right well anyway yeah it's a good time this is going to be a great year i can't wait to see you can't wait to see uh java 21 and spring boot 3.2 by the end of this year uh and and framework 6.1 is pretty yeah it's pretty awesome actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know the the checkpoint restore stuff the yeah now, REST client, we, JDBC client. We don't know if there's going to be any checkpoint and restore stuff. There might or might not be. We cannot commit to anything there. Um, <laughs> this is not a forward-looking statement by anybody. <laughs> we don't even know where we work or what we're doing half the time. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah, I think that's the boot side, is we don't know what's yeah. going to happen there. But yeah. the, the little bit, there's... 
fairly small commit in framework to get official support. So. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, won't we? Wink, wink, yep. nudge, nudge. Um, thank you, Spencer. Uh, you're awesome, as always. Where can people find you on the internet if you want to be found? Oh, all sorts of places. <laughs> um, at Spencer B. Gibb on the platform formerly known as Twitter. So S-P-E-N-T-E-R-B as in B, B uh, and then G-I-B-B. Yep. Okay. Uh, Spencer our... Gibb on GitHub. Yep. Yeah. The other one's not a... Those, those have get, get links to other places. Yeah. Threads, okay. Mastodon, Blue Sky, whatever. I'm around. These things, these things are all going to take off. I just, I, you know, just wait. Let's just all <laughs> hold our breaths. Well, it sucks because, like... I don't have as many followers as you do, but I don't have like ten. You know, it's yeah. You've got a, you've got a following, of course. Who hates? Nobody wants to like abandon yeah. a community that they've cultivated over so many decades. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, I know. Like they're I know. leaving. I feel like people are leaving too. So it's I don't know. I'm I'm going I'm going down with the ship, but not happily. You know. Like, I'll join. I'll you. be the last rat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My friend, I'm gonna go catch a one-hour train ride to the airport so I can catch a 10-hour flight back home. Uh, and, you know, it's late in the night for you, so I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, it's, it's still but, not Tuesday for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's lunchtime Tuesday in my time, uh, for reference. And uh, you'll get home okay. Tuesday morning. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. my flight's at 5 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon, in the almost early evening, and I will land in San Francisco at 10 a.m. San Francisco time, <laughs> same day. I'll, I'll leave at five in the afternoon and arrive the same day, uh, you know, That's awesome. seven hours earlier. Yeah. It's pretty dope. I'm pretty happy. Um, thank you, my friend. Thanks no problem. See you soon. See you soon. Bye. Oh, by the way, everybody check out his spring one.io forward slash history of spring. I forgot about that. Wait, I forgot about that. That, that is so one. So you've seen it, of course, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they have. This is another thing that if you were on the Twitters and you're following me there, then uh, I'm sorry. But also, you would have seen this. Spring1.io. Uh, uh, uh. There. Go there now. It's great. Trust me. You will not be surprised. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Go there on a computer with a keyboard, with a right arrow on the left there. Okay? Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the 
production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.